Hi, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nesta R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 48, the first paragraph, the reader may still ask. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Susan H., the 12 Traditions, Kim T., um, the text readers are Kenzin P., Margaret D., and Susan H. is our backup reader. Uh, the reference numbers for yesterday, April Thursday, April 1st, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting, uh, 16686, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 16687. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I will ask Susan H. to read the 12 steps, please. Good morning. This is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Grateful. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over foods, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you, Susan H. And I will now ask Q 
Kim T. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our co- one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. I pass. Thank you, Kim. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. When you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we are reading, um, today we resume our study from the big book, uh, page 48. Uh, first paragraph that starts with the reader may still ask and only that paragraph. And now I will ask Tenzin T to get us started, please. Good morning, Tenzin. Thank you. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin T checking in from New York City. So grateful to be in recovery. All right. Uh, So this first paragraph on page 48 the reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. We think there are good reasons. Let us take a look at some of them. Whoops, a very short paragraph. It's a real cliffhanger because, you know, we've, we've just uh, been led through so many um, aspects in, in, in the first few pages of this chapter, and now we will go into some 
uh, uh, quote unquote scientific um, considerations. Uh, but I will say on behalf of myself, uh, um, I was uh, I was like the agnostic when I came into this program, and um, this was it was it was very complicated for me. So uh, going back to the beginning of the agnostics chapter, um, so it talks about agnostics dictionary definition: a person who believes that nothing is known or can be known of the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. Or also another definition, a person who claims neither faith nor dis disbelief in God. Well, that was certainly me. And I would say that while I act on faith at this point and uh, do the work of the steps and experience the recovery of this program. Um, I still don't really know. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have had many experiences that I can only attribute to something way beyond what I understand, but I, but I really don't understand. But from the beginning of this chapter, it talks about something like half of us thought that we were atheists or agnostic so we are not alone if we are confused but it does go on to say that the main object of this text is to help us to find a power greater than ourselves which will solve our problem and that and 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 the writers of the book say we have shared that doubt and prejudice and then we go on to read the spiritual experience at the back of the book, which um, cautions us that the principle of contempt prior to investigation is something that will keep us in everlasting ignorance. So we're really at the cliffhanger here. here. And um, I would say that I thought I was, on the one hand, too smart, and on the other hand, too stupid to really know what is, what is this God? Um, what is this God thing? But I was at a bottom that I really needed something way beyond myself. And that was the beginning of my work in this program. And one day at a time, I experienced, time. I guess you would say, the, emotion, uh, the educational variety. Thank you very much. And um, this is the crux of the matter, why I'm willing to take, take things on faith and just do the actions. And so thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you so much, Tenzin P. And I apologize to the group. That was uh, my dog barking and I couldn't mute fast enough. Um, all right, before we take your names, I wanna say that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. And now I am ready to take names. Jackie H. Dara L. We got Jackie and Dara. Lady. Sorry? Adriana T. Who just came in before Adriana? 
I couldn't catch the name before um, Adriana. And other people can put in more names too. Am I being heard? Yes, Nessa, you're being heard. Oh, great. Thanks. Anybody else wants to share on this paragraph? Lee B. Lee B. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, so we have Jackie H, Dara L, Lee B, and Adriana T. Uh, have room for two or three more names? Okay, so we'll just get going with these. So, uh, Susan? Is that Susan M? Uh, okay, I'm going to write down Susan M, but I guess you'll know who you are. So this is the list that I have. Um, Jackie H, Dara L, Lee B, Adriana T, and I guess Susan M. Uh, and Jackie, uh, please uh, go ahead, followed by Dara. Good morning. This is Jackie H from South Bend, Indiana. I'm grateful to be here today to this meeting. And, you know, this paragraph says the reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. And I had to believe in a power greater than myself. Myself was keeping me in the food. Myself was keeping me binging and purging. Myself was thinking a diet would still work. And I had to start believing in a power greater than myself. And at first, you know, I love the acronym. G-O-D, good orderly direction. I had to be willing to take direction from someone other than me because I had hit a bottom. I don't have the answers. And I had to look for a power greater than myself. And at first, you know, it's the direction of the sponsor and the sponsor takes you to the steps. And through the steps and the sponsor, I, I came to believe there is a power. There is a power that's keeping me away from the obsession of the food, the allergy of the body, and you know, I it's amazing. I don't I don't understand it, but all I know is I'm trusting and having faith today. I believe and I believe in a power greater than myself that continuously day by day restores me to sanity. With that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie H. Um, Dara L, you're up, followed by Lee B. Okay, great. Thanks. Can I be heard? You can. Okay, great. I'm Dara L, a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, oh, I love this little paragraph. I'm going to admit something that's kind of ridiculous in retrospect, but when I was a little kid, I remember crying one day um, because I was scared that I was, you know, like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen if I die? And I remember my mom talking to me about it. And she said, you know, like, well, like, what are you so afraid of? And I said, well, if I die, 
all of this will cease to exist. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, the world, you know, like, I'm the center of the world. If I'm not here anymore, then what's going to happen, you know? And I really believed that. And I believed it as a child, and I believed it in my addiction, you know? And uh, just thinking, like, I'm the center of the world. And so for me, you know, this paragraph that says believing in a power greater than, you know, than himself, it's not talking about God necessarily. It's just talking about a power with a capital P. And today I look around and there are so many powers greater than me. You know, yes, I believe in God and goddess and goddess and light and love and, you know, all of these things. But, you know, I, I, believe that something is keeping people in these rooms recovered. I believe in good orderly direction. You know, there's like every power in this universe is greater than little old me. And there's so much comfort in that because this is not telling me that I need to believe in God. And it's not telling me that I need to believe in a higher power, you know, that's above me or elevated, even though today I do believe in that with my whole heart and soul. But it's just telling me, you know, I'm not the center of the world. And I know from my own personal experience that when I think I'm the center of the world, I get lonely and I feel alienated and I feel like I'm responsible for everything, whether, you know, I think I'm doing good in the world or bad. It is, it is horrible and my soul feels like it's dying. And so today I'm grateful that there are a lot of powers that I can believe in that are greater than me. And that leaves room for, you know, elasticity and learning and expansion. Um, so, yeah, I love this little paragraph. And with that, I'll pass. Um, thank you, Dara L. Libby, you're next, followed by Adriana P. Good morning, everybody. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Okay, great. This is my first time sharing on A Vision for You only because I'm off from work today. I listen to you every single morning while I'm working, but I can't talk because I'm working. So I'm so grateful to everybody on this line, for everybody who serves on this line, and I'm just so excited to be able to share for the first time. Um, I love this chapter because I believed in a power greater than myself, but I didn't believe that power that was greater than myself could help me in my addiction. Didn't even realize it was an addiction. I thought that I was the problem, that I did not know how to handle eating a normal meal or a normal day of eating. But I came to believe that a power greater than myself could help me to overcome and to be better in this area of my life. I in all areas of my life, as it turns out, <laughs> because I was on my way down a road, down a path that was leading to destruction, and I did not know how to turn around. I did not know how to put the brakes on. I did not know how to stop myself from the compulsive behavior. And this power, for me, it's God. It could be whatever, but it's it's greater than me, and it helped me to solve a problem that I could not. I was powerless, and I'm still powerless. I still need that power every single day, 
and I thank you so much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much for sharing, Libby. It was nice to hear your voice. Um, Adriana T., um, your turn, followed by, I think, Susan Ann. Hi, Nessa. This is Adriana T. Thank you so much for your service. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Detroit, Michigan, and grateful to be on the line today. And um, this paragraph <clears throat> and the ones to follow kind of reminds me of the founder's kind of intention with this chapter. Um, in my, it seems to me that they are, you know, making a case for God and a case for a higher power, and um, not just necessarily saying like any philosophical idea is going to work, um, but that we truly need the power that's greater than ourselves. And um, I like another fellow that I've heard say that I need the highest power um, because I can make anything a higher power to me. Um, but what is actually going to work for me? And that's something that I've found in this program is realizing that voice is here for God, um, but self and food had blocked me off from that, and the more I've kind of furthered my relationship with God, I've realized that, you know, the problem in my relationship to God was me, not God, that, you know, I needed to change my ideas about God, and I needed to stop looking to people to kind of identify who God was for me. Um, because it's going to talk about later in the chapter that um, we got lost in the forest because, or like, we got lost in the forest because of some of the ugliness of the trees, you know. And, um, you know, when I really start living for God and working my program for God and not, um, kind of to maybe please others or, you know, I start to get those character defects out of the way later in the program, my scope and vision of God expands. Um, so, of course, being in step two here in the chapter, we're just kind of getting that first glimmer of God and just having that willingness to be able to see things differently and kind of crack that hardness of our hearts in that God a little bit. So, um, you know, I like to just point out that it's the beginning, you know, and um, if we're in the, still in the same place 15 years into OA that we were when we started, you know, maybe we need to crack our heart open a little more to God. And so that's kind of what I have today. And with that, I'll pass. Hope everyone has a good day. Thank you, Adriana T. And now it's uh, Susan M. If I heard correctly, and if not, uh, I hope uh, you know who you are and come on the line to share. Hi, this is Rosie M, not Susan M. Oh, Rosie. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Rosie. Hi, I'm Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater, and I'm so grateful to all of you for all of the service that you do for us, for me especially. Um, I've been in the program a lot of years, but only in vision um, meetings for the last two and a half, and you've really cracked open this, this big book and helped me realize that um, my struggles were because I always believed in a, a higher power and I always called that higher power God. 
but I constantly played, let's make a deal. I'm going to do this, and then you don't let this whatever go to my hips. And um, what you all gave me through working the steps and the tools as the handrails to the steps was a way to uncover, discover, and discard the things that were blocking me from being neutral around food and having the proper position of, of God, my higher power in my life, especially when it comes to food. And what really helped me was I put some post-it notes on some of the foods in my cupboard. And the post-it note said, choose this or choose me. And um, it really helped me realize how often I was making um, the food my higher power. And I really appreciate all that you all do for me. Um, thank you so much for letting me share. And God bless all of you. Bye-bye. Oh, that caught me off guard. Thank you, uh, Rosie Ann. Uh, now we're ready to take up more names. But if you uh, shared uh, in the past two days, um, please, please let others um, have a turn to share their experience, too. Um, who would like to share? Marsha. Hi, Marsha. Your initial of Jack the line. Jackie, and David. Hello, this is Raquel Jack from Jackie B. Got it, Raquel. Saralea H. I have Jackie B. Kathy C. I got Saralea, Kathy C. Jen A. Jen A. Um, okay, let's go with that group. Uh, Hello, Marcia B, B. Jackie B, Raquel, um, mm. Sarah Leah H, Kathy C, and Jen A. So, uh, Marsha B, please go ahead, followed by Jackie B. Marsha B, please unmute. Good morning. This is Marsha B. Can I be heard? Yes, you are being heard. Thank you. Thank you, OA family, and thank you for moderating. Um, I just uh, want to acknowledge in relation to my higher power, um, I've been coming out of relapse, and I talked with a fellow the other day, and she had a good idea. She talked about the first 100 in OA would make a public declaration regarding step three. And she was uh, sharing with me that she was planning to do that with her uh, OA fellows. And I, I thought that was a really good idea. So in reference to the text today and talking about a higher power, I just want to uh, publicly declare that I am um, turning my life and my will over to the care of God as I understand him and that I am surrendering uh, the food and all of the affairs of my life to him. So thank you, OA family, and uh, thanks for the meeting. Um, thank you, Marsha B. Jackie B, followed by Raquel. Hi, this is Jackie B from the Bronx. Thank you so much, Raquel. Thank you, everyone who does service on this line. Um, and I really like the fact that I put my ego back so that I could hear other people share. Um, that I like that because that's what inspired me today is to listen to others and, and I totally identify. Um, over the years, I guess I've always believed in God in some way, but 
uh, God has transformed now in in so different, in so such a um, animated way in some ways. Like today, I could feel my higher power just logging into my remote laptop today, thinking about how I am grateful I have a job, but that today, even though I practice a different faith than other people, today's a holy day for others. Um, uh, and and respecting that, respecting the fact that no matter what in this world, everyone has something greater than themselves. It's just how they tap into it. And that's okay today. Today I don't sit in judgment in other people. And that's a miracle for me because like other people had said, I think I always ask God, why, why, why? Why don't I have this? Why is this happening? Why am I put on this earth? Well, you know what? I was put on this earth to just be me, Jackie the Compulsive Overeater from the Bronx, who took over 20-something years to realize that, you know what? She doesn't have the answers. She can't hold up the world. What she can do is give her experience, strength, and hope and each day work her program so that hopefully it gives a glimmer to someone else that, you know what, there is something better. There is a solution somewhere. All you have to do is just say, I don't have the answers anymore, you know, and I'm grateful for that. Today I can hand over an envelope and say, please mail this for me. I couldn't even do that. That's how controlling I was. Or, you know what? I'm debating over what size my apple is. You know what? Thank with you know I I can't I can't decide which apple I want. You know what? Throw the damn apple in the garbage. You know if it's going to give me that much stress. And say, God, you handle this. My daughter's in college and and I want to fix her. Can't fix her. Can't make her friends. I can't make her this. God, you handle it. God, help me just to be Jackie, the compulsive overeater from the Bronx, who works her 12-step program through the big book. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. Um, Coming up next, Raquel, followed by Sarah Leah H. And Raquel, if you can remind me of the initial of your last name, please. Yes. Hello. Uh, Raquel E. from Israel. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Oh, so thank you. It's Nessa, I believe, uh, leading. Thank you for your service and thank you everybody for being there. I haven't spoken in the last uh, three months, I think. I went through a spinal operation, and uh, but I'm listening all the time. Somebody taught me finally how to use a smartphone just for this so that I can, and I have one. I just didn't get into it. But thank you so much for being there here, and I, I will set my uh, timer. So this these two lines, having it actually, the the essence of why our success is so very dismal, in a way, because all the previous paragraphs that we read all the way until now are really telling us that in order to get this program, you have to be mangled demolished, 
decimated. What other words they were used? You have to be pretty much. There was one just that I forgot. I liked it very much. And and when you are out, there's a, no other reason. If you are not, then this is not going to work for you. And this is why when people come to me for help, whether they want a diet or they want, I first ask them, you know, honey, how bad is it? Tell me how bad is it? Because if you're going to work with me, you're going to have uh, with this program a 10-pound sledgehammer bumped into your head. This is hard. you got to have a good reason why to do it. And if the reason ain't good enough, then all that happens is all that happened to me in 30 years. I've been in program since 1979, for God's sakes, until coffee shop came on. And then, thank God, vision for you. I really never read the doctor's opinion. And now we have a new thing here in town that is something that says that those who haven't yet found the recovery, so everybody is running away from the abstinence because now you can you can uh, speak spirituality all day long and you'll become abstinent. Until I entered the doctor's opinion, it's just one man's opinion. So what's the big deal? So now that I understand, and my life has so changed in these last 12 years and three months of, of abstinence, but I got it in NA and I got it in AA because there they don't talk about the size of your tushy and the dress that is hanging with the with the price tag still on, uh, two weeks later you can't even put it on anymore. They talk life or death. I went to funerals of people who had five years and ten years of of recovery of 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 sobriety. Just took yeah, I took just a little bit, and and you know, so this this is yes. I, I'm wrapping up. This is where it is asked. You ask yourself. Why should I look for her? Because I'm going to die if I don't. If I don't find the time, time and I all le- yeah, left to my ego, then that's it. Yeah, you are rescued by the bell. Thank you very much for being there. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Uh, Next up, Saralea H, uh, followed by Kathy C. Good morning, Saralea. Good morning. Um, oh. Uh, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> good morning. Thank you so much for this meeting. I just discovered it. My sponsor told me about it a few months ago, and I've been listening. Um, and I, uh, when I came into the program, all we had was the big book, and so uh, and a couple pamphlets. Um, so I, I am, I call myself a big book thumper. So I'm so grateful for this meeting. Uh, the the paragraph says. Uh, the reader may still ask why. And um, I can remember sitting on a curb when I was about five, well, it was five or six to be able to sit on the curb comfortably and saying to God, why did you leave me here by myself? And um, so anyway, so I always had this secret relationship with God separate from the religion I was raised in. Um, and uh my mother was um, mentally ill, and she used to stick things in my stomach, and then I would, and then look look at me with, uh, with a. She just had no eyes. She was well. She was crazy. So, um, uh, so when she did that after she left the room, this um, this light came in. It was like a mood lamp, uh, white, 
uh, undulating with goals. And it made me laugh, whatever it was. And um, But with that came this unbelievable energy. And so I, what I, my belief is in a, a pre-verbal God, um, a pre-verbal force. I have no idea what it is, but I, I really love it and it served me well. And um, so coming into a way, I already had that power. Um, and I was so lucky coming into OA because I was utterly and completely desperate. And I was talking to my sponsor yesterday and um, we were talking about this desperation and we were talking about the things that I would never, I like I don't go into cookie shops or, I, you know, I, I don't, and I have a lot of time, uh, but I don't take any chances. But this, high, this higher power is with me all the time and I, I kind of have a conversation, a going conversation all day. <laughs> like, what do you think I should have for lunch? Um, <laughs> And um, and thank you, it stop signs and stuff. So anyway, uh, I love this book. I love this meeting. And um, why should you? I think I have to believe. Because of the gift of desperation, there is no question that I have to believe in something greater than myself. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you for sharing, Sarah Leia. Uh, Kathy C., you're next, followed by Jen A. Good morning, everybody. My name is, yeah, do you hear me? Yep. Thank you. Kathy C. here, Recovered Compulsive Wolf Eater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everyone, for your shares and your service this morning. Yeah, the, um, the thing that's making me want to share is that, um, you know, up until this point, right, we're given the solution we are told that we have two alternatives. We don't even have a choice in, in the matter. We actually have two alternatives, right? Either to continue how, how we are, right? Botting up that consciousness, right? Of our intolerable situation, I guess we could, meaning trying over and over again, on, you know, with my own, you know, human, human power, um, or to accept spiritual help, right? Because I, it, these are my alternatives. I can't choose to eat or not to eat because I will eat. This book shows me that, you know, trying to be abstinent alone or what happens when I'm just trying to abstain from certain foods, you know, hasn't worked. I keep going back. Um, but here I'm, I'm, I, I get to choose here. I get to see. I get to choose. Are you going to believe in something else? Are you ready? Are you ready to question your beliefs? Are you ready to look at the evidence? of everything in your life up until now? Are you ready to see what is really going on that with your own power, with the, with the, with the best intention of not eating, of, 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 of being kind and patient, considerate, forgiving, accepting life and, and all that? Um, are, you, are you okay? Like, was I still okay? Was I still free? From, from my, my, my the, the, you know, the, the pain, the suffering, the, the worry in my head, the fear. Was I living in the future in the, and in the past? Or was I living in here in the now, in the reality, seeing things as they really are? Like, what was I really believing in? And, and that's when, you know, I started to see, yeah, I can't. I can't be in the here and the now. 
You know, I'm addicted to my thinking. I'm really addicted to my old beliefs. And that's the problem. It's problematic because it keeps me stuck. You know, I'm not free from opening up to see, to perceive something else. You know, it's the same mind, the same ideas, we're only getting the same results, the same actions. You know, so I have to do this. I have to believe that there is something greater than me because certain parts or points in my life when I do pause and meditate and act, I feel something. Energy come in, this calmness. And that's why I want to keep growing and growing in that, that even comfort. Um, I'm just going to end with that and I pass. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kathy C. Um, Jim A., you're next, and then we'll take some more names. Thanks, Nessa. Good morning. Jen A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. Um, smallest paragraph, but biggest question. Um, we thought there are good reasons. You know, we think there are good reasons. And I looked at the way I was powerless. Why do I need to access a power greater than myself? I had to look at my powerlessness. Um, I was powerless over the food. I was powerless over the mirror the emotions, the thoughts, this disease of addiction, the people in my life, right? The ones I know, the ones I don't know, how my brain absorbs things, my reactions to others, my feelings of others, um, the world that I live in, uh, you know, my dependency of others and my disapproval of others and of myself. And when I continued to make that list, then I began to see, okay, like my life is out of control. Like I'm literally insane. Um, and, you know, I had this delusion. Um, I had no ability to think straight. I, I wasn't a sane person. And step two says, I'm going to come to believe in a power greater than myself that's going to do what? Restore me to sanity. Soundness of mind, right? Able to make rational judgments and decisions. What do I need for that? I need a power greater than myself. I get on my knees every morning and I ask God for the intuition on how to carry out my day, the words, the thoughts, the actions, the directions, when to pause, you know, when to do all that. I, I ask that of God every day, all day. Um, and if I don't do that, I'm screwed, right? Um, so, you know, there's a beginning. I have to simply admit that there is a possibility there's something bigger than me. And I know that because I look at this world, I look at you people, and I see that there's something bigger. And it's a process of coming to believe in something, of this power. You know, it's a progression of my faith that's going to evolve over a period of time. You know, first I showed up and I stumbled in the door. And then second, I sobered up and I came to my senses. And then third, I began. I began to believe that this real recovery process is my spiritual growth. And that only this power greater than myself has the power to restore me to sanity. Is it possible? I sure hope so. Or I'm screwed. Access to power is the greatest thing that I have today. Because I am a powerless individual. You know? And this power is working in my life today. You know, it was working before I came to Overeaters Anonymous. I just couldn't see it. Because there was so many other things fogging me up. And, and keeping me from actually seeing what this power is and who God is today. Today I see God everywhere. So cool. So amazing. All you have to do is embark on the journey, right? Step two is, is no more than just saying, okay, I can't, you can. And then you're going to come to believe over a period of time, 
you know, my sponsor didn't wave a magic wand and say bibbity bobbity boo and I came to believe in that minute. So thanks, Nessa. And I'll pass. Thank you, Jen A. Um, we are on page 48, first paragraph that starts with the reader may still ask, and we have time for three, maybe four more shares. So if you didn't share Wednesday or Thursday and would like to do so now, please give me your name. Melissa C. Melissa. Anybody else? Karen S. Colleen M. Yes. Karen S. Colleen M. Okay, let's go with that and uh, we'll see how we fare. So, Melissa C., Karen S., Colleen M. Uh, Melissa, please go ahead. Hey, hi, Nessa. It's Melissa Sam, a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And I keep my, I kept unmuting, but it kept muting. So hopefully I'm unmuted. Um, and uh, if you could tie me to, uh, you know, like, why should I believe in this power greater than myself? And I think we've heard it like over and over. Um, and especially in the chapters that came before, because if I don't believe in something, then I'm in like some serious, serious trouble. Like, I've got no other choices. And, you know, I knew intimately that I was not powerful enough for this problem. Like, my own human strength, my intelligence, my experience, my pain, humiliation, all the other things that I used as motivation for getting well, none of it was strong enough. None of it worked in the long run. Um, And yet, like, I was easily able to throw all my chips, like, on every one of those things, every diet, every scheme, over and over and over again. It didn't matter to me that that failed. That was my higher power. I didn't have a problem believing in that, right? And so why should I believe in a power, you know, greater than that? Um, you know, I remember thinking in my arrogance um, that, there could never be something that could help me that didn't originate from me. Like, that's crazy. Um, in fact, when I was initially introduced, there was this, this concept that you can form your own conception. Like, I just about talked myself right out of it because, you know, I said, I'm so smart that I said, wait, you just told me that my thinking is broken. Like, that's what step one was. And now you want me to use Um, my broken thinking to make up a God. And so I almost used my intellect to talk myself out of believing. And, you know, gratefully, like I was able to hear another very clear voice that really came through like this. You want to get better or not? Like that's the voice I heard. And I always say that was, that was the voice of my dad who's long passed. But so like, why should we believe can really be answered that simple question. Do you want to get well? Like, Well, and I would say, of course you do. Of course I did. Why else are we calling in on a meeting, listening to hundreds of other people morning after morning? And my higher power could easily start with everything that my weakness isn't, right? I had an intimate connection with my lowest weakness, all of the pain, horrendousness, bloody gums, over 300 pounds, fear, 
devastating grief, loneliness, anger, despair. My higher power could simply start at the opposite. And if you want to get better, reason. Thanks so much. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Uh, next up, Karen S. and then Colleen M. Hi, Karen. Hi, uh, this is Karen M. A R Y N uh, from Ontario, Canada. Uh, um, this is is my uh, first time sharing, but um, I really love this paragraph. I guess um, I guess coming to believe for me has been a slow process. And it started out just with, like, what's the harm in believing in a power greater than me? And um, that was enough for a while. Um, I relapsed. I didn't uh, grow spiritually. And now what it means, the good reason for me to believe, is that my higher power lifted me, um, completely just wrapped me by the scruff of the neck, (laughs) like a... Um, mother bear or something like that and lifted me out of the quagmire of my addiction my of the food of my um yeah just just that quagmire that I was sinking in and not even realized I was sinking in it and lifted me to the island of the fellowship um and here I find um, you know, people who have the same disease but also are working the same, like also are living the same solution as I am. And I will never, uh, yeah, just each day there are miracles. It's a miracle to be like over 30 days abstinent. That is a miracle to me because that wasn't me. That wasn't my plan. My plan was the food. Um, that was God. Um, and I'm just so grateful, Um, and it it only took the willingness uh, to pick up the phone when a fellow called me, and that's what got me abstinent, that little piece of willingness. Um, And so I I encourage anybody who's just starting, just try try to find a little bit of willingness, because um, just opening the door a crack, you may find just miracles on the other side. And what's the harm in opening the door just a crack? So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Karen. So nice to hear you. Uh, Next up, uh, Colleen M. Yeah, this is Colleen M. M is in Mary from Maryland. Can I be heard? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to, you know, claim my seat today and... um, say that um, I just, I'm so appreciative of everyone on this meeting and how much I've grown since I've been listening and coming to this fellowship. And, um, you know, putting the food down, um, I had the food down for, for quite a while before coming to vision, but I had no recovery and no peace. And since working the program through the, the big book and studying, with all of you, I, um, God, it's, you know, it's changed my life. And, you know, God has revealed Mm -hmm. to me, my God, who, um, when I first got here, you know, the God that I had 20 years ago just did not work for me anymore. And trying to 
like someone said, um, my sick mind trying to come up with an idea of what a God would be was uh, was so confusing. Um, Just willing to believe that it wasn't me and that it was something bigger than me. As uh, we we progress through the work, God has certainly revealed himself to me more and more. And I, like someone else said, I see God, you know, in my day to day and I'm, you know, I'm changing and I'm, you know, I'm growing and I'm, the, the veil has been lifted from my eyes and I see things that I just could not see before that I, that I wanted to see, but I just could not see because of all the blocks that I had up of all the, the addictions and the other false gods that I was using to avoid, uh, feeling and um, whatever, whatever I was avoiding, my addiction is more. So, um, you know, encouragements to those that are still struggling. um, You know, I know for me, I have to continue to grow on a daily basis. I have to keep doing this work. And uh, it comes, just comes without, um, just like uh, somewhere in the big book where it says, very little effort on our part. We just have to keep doing the work. The rest of it will, will come. That's all I have to share. I just wanted to say I'm here and I'm happy that all of you are here and teaching me. And uh, I'll pass. Thank you, Colleen. And we have time for a two-minute share. Um, Who has a burning desire? Laura M. Go ahead. Sandy K. Sorry, we got uh, more us. Um, M already, but thank you. You can uh, share in the second hour if you can stay for that, um, which will start in a few minutes. Go ahead, Maura, please. Good morning. This is Laura M. from Florida. Sorry, Laura. Um, No worries. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on the line. Um, So I'm not in the book, uh, but from listening with everybody was saying, we're talking about coming to believe with our higher power. And um, I've always had a higher power with me and in knowing uh, but when I came into this program, that changed a little bit. And um, for me to think that there isn't something bigger, uh, just based on observing what's going on in the world, what's going on in nature and people, and all the times I would just try it out. But it always worked. And then I'd go back to my thinking, try it out. And it always worked. And um, so... For me, what happened, the turning point for me with coming to believe in my higher power was not so much to describe it, um, of which I I made a lot of phone calls asking people um, what their higher power looked like to them. And what I found in the end for me is some days when I can't even describe my higher power because it is so much bigger than me, um, all I know is that it has vision beyond what I can see. And uh, that I trust in, very much so. And... um, that keeps being proven to me every time I reflect back um, in sponsors and circumstances and situations. And sometimes I even notice when I speak to people, like God comes through people, and um, and there's a message. And then it could be two weeks, three months later, uh, when I speak to that person, you know, the same energy, the same dynamic, it's just not there. It's almost like I'm meeting that person now. Um, and God brought that message through me, through them, for me. So I just want to stay open. I'm thrilled to be recovered. Thank you so much for everybody being here on the line. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Have a good day. Thank you so much, Laura. Perfect timing. So that's the end of our sharing part. And thank you to everyone who shared and to everyone who's here. 
Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following, announce, uh, following closing. Uh, the share ID for today, Friday, April 2nd, 2021, is 16693. And we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Uh, will Margaret D. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. This is Margaret D. May I be heard? Yep. Okay, great. Thanks, Nessa. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>